raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We know you're swaying in your car left and right when you hear that. That's just one of those beats. Like we talk about Chubb Brock, how you can't sit. Well, when you hear that, I feel like you just automatically start swaying left to right. But this is the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. Check out the Weston Walker Podcast, WFNZ app or Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Check out Wes and Walker. Panther Talk in full swing. A lot of different directions that we can go here. But I feel like a guy that we don't talk about a lot is one Shaq Thompson. Took a pay cut to stay in Carolina. A lot of people thought that he was going to be gone at the end of last season. And so this is a guy that he talked about how he's played in an off front before in 2019 with Ron Rivera. He talked about how much he enjoys playing in an odd front defense. And so this is a defense that can benefit the inside linebackers a lot because the main job of the front three is to occupy blockers so that these guys can make plays. He's had a hundred tackles in each of the last four seasons Only he. Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, Mike Manor, and John Beeson are the only Panthers to accomplish that feat. And last year, he had a career high in total tackles, one of just eight players in the league to go over 100 tackles in each of the last four seasons. So I ask you, if he could come out and this defense goes to the next level and he has another big season as far as the tackle totals and all of those things, would this put him in the discussion as an all-time Panther? And are there any all-time Panthers currently on the roster? Um, I don't know if I could see Shaq Thompson being an all-time Panther. I think you. I was going to ask because it's not. You sounded depressed reading the Shaq Thompson all-time <laughs> Panther. I was like, yeah, or is he an all-time? It's like Shaq Thompson is going to be an all-time Panther. It was like Pat. It was like that big, can go one of two ways. That either means that I'm so intense and so serious that my tone is yeah. just. It was like Big Pat announcing the opposition. Matter of factly. And Shaq Thompson, linebacker, Carolina Panthers, <laughs> all-time Panther. No, I don't think anybody's going to ever talk about Shaq as an all-time Panther man. And <laughs> some of that is, un- like, some of that's his fault, some of it's not, right? I-, I think part of Shaq Thompson being the first-round linebacker, you had a lot of big old shoes to fill because it's been such a historic position for this franchise. You're talking about a lot of awesome linebackers. We can go down the list of Dan Morgan, Luke Keekley, even John Beeson as a first-round pick. He was awesome in the time that he played here in Carolina. Thomas Davis embodies the keep-pounding mantra as much as everybody outside of Sam Mills and Mark Fields. 
Thomas Davis is that guy. And so now here we go with Shaq Thompson, a first round pick. So it comes with all of the expectations. If he is not some ring of honor type of talent for any amount of time at all, then we're always going to view him as like this overrated dude. When in reality, I think he's an above average linebacker that sometimes doesn't show up. I think we can get some really good games from him. Mm -hmm. Mike Tomlin had some glowing things to say about Shaq Thompson when the Steelers and Panthers played this most recent timeout. He actually was very good against the run this past season. That was one of the weaknesses of him coming out of college because he was smaller. He was athletic. The Thomas Davis comparisons were there because he could play safety. He was also playing running back at Washington. And so he was this versatile guy. But could he shed some of the blocks in order to go make the tackle in the backfield? I like Shaq. But all-time Panther, it's just going to be really tough at that position, and he just doesn't have enough production. But I do like him as a Carolina Panther. Great guy. Like, if you've ever talked to Shaq, the dude is totally genuine. I've heard fantastic things about fans meeting Shaq out and about in the city of Charlotte. I've had the chance to talk to him a couple times in media sense and not. Could not be a better dude. And so it's it's always why I, I've liked Shaq Thompson quite a bit. But he's not an all-time Panther. I, I don't think that we can ever give him that kind of accolade. Yeah, so when you look at it and you talk about Gary Davenport from Bleacher Report, he put out an article uh, a couple of weeks ago, most overrated players at each position entering the 2023 season. He had a couple of Panthers on there. The aforementioned Shaq Thompson and Dante Jackson. Are these guys overrated in your opinion? Because especially when it comes to Dante Jackson, I was like, who the hell was rating them high in the first place? That's my question. How are they, <laughs> how in the world are those guys overrated? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I like Dante more than a decent amount of people out there. And even I know what it is with Dante. Dante is a good cover corner on a smaller receiver that can sometimes be undisciplined and still get burnt despite him being crazy fast. He's also injury prone. I never want him as the number one corner on any team especially going against some of the bigger wide receivers that had employed the, that had been deployed, I should say in the NFC South for quite some time, like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. I mean, just beast at the wide receiver spot. Dante Jackson doesn't have a shot at, at covering any of those guys, but I don't know anybody else that's saying, Oh yeah, Dante's fantastic. That's why I don't think that him is overrated. And I've always thought Shaq had been kind of teetering on the underrated side. Mm-hmm. Because people just don't see him as Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley, and that's for sure. He's definitely not those guys. But that's why I always kind of thought Shaq was a little underrated because he never lived up to the first round expectations. I I don't view this at all. I think he's I think for the most part they're pretty appropriately rated, Wes. I, I don't look at either of these dudes and think one way or the other based off of the fan base's opinion of them. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. So when you look at these rosters or at the depth chart for the Panthers right now, are there some guys in there that you do feel like are overrated? Hmm. But I'll start the conversation. This might be, you know, a little, little hot button. But uh, so I'll go, with your chest, I'll go Say with, with Brian Burns only in the sense of what the Panthers passed up to not trade him and what he's about to be paid. We've yet to see that caliber of production just yet. I mean, you look at the pass rush grade that he had from last season, according to PFF, and it's a 71.3. And so for a guy like that, 
that's going to make the money that he's going to command. He's going to be top two to three at his position when you talk about average or guarantees or whatever it is that you want to look at in the upper echelon. Guys, Hassan Reddick, a guy that was just in a Carolina Panthers uniform, 90.7 pass rush grade he has. And so the thing, he's still living off potential a great deal. This is a guy that needs to take that step and be able to dominate blockers on a more consistent basis. And so for that reason, I would say I think he's a really good player, but he's still got a lot of growing to do. And so if you want to talk about most overrated, he would probably be my vote. Yeah, I think that's fair just because a lot of potential is still surrounding him. We don't think he's reached his ceiling. And I know that we've even talked about you got to pay Brian Burns, especially if you turn down those first round picks. Clearly, that's on the plans for Carolina. And you know that it's a valuable position. He is a Pro Bowl player. He's not all pro every year, but he is a Pro Bowl player. He just made the Pro Bowl, so it's quite literally true. I do think Brian can be that guy that does reach all pro level at some point. Plus, you talk about him being so young. I think that technique can allow him to age better than what people realize with him, too. Clearly, the speed is his biggest advantage out there on the edge. It's not power. We have talked about him not playing well against the run. We've seen flashes of it, but it's not crazy consistent. So I don't have any problem with that. The guy that's most overrated to me, I'm trying to go down the list. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I like Von Bell a lot. I just, I sometimes, I think people are really happy about Von. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the problem with me bringing Von Bell in this is people are going to be like, oh no, what? You don't like the Von Bell signing? No, I think it's great. I just, he's not like a Pro Bowl safety, right? Like, I, I do think that Jeremy Chin, Von Bell, Xavier Woods are great out there on the field altogether. I just hope that people aren't trying to vault Von Bell into this, oh, okay, yeah, perennial Pro Bowler, one of the better safeties in the league. But I still, the part of the reason I like the signing is because it seemed totally fair to me, and you upgrade that spot because of the safety position, man. It has not been one that has been very deep for this team in its franchise's history. The best safety this franchise has ever had, you're talking about Mike Minner. You're talking about the one year with Kurt Coleman, who was an awesome pickup, had all the interceptions, the 2015 Super Bowl run, but then you weren't getting a lot from Coleman after that. And there's not too many memorable safeties. It's why when you go out and get someone that has some cachet and Von Bell, people like it, but maybe we're overrating him a little bit because it's just not a decorated history at that spot. Yeah. And so another guy in that room that is a safety, that could end up being a really good safety for the Carolina Panthers is rookie Jamie Robinson. Now safeties coach Burt Watts gave him a lot of praise and said that he's a guy that's really coming and impressed us right from the beginning talked about his knowledge, work ethic, being able to pick up the defense quickly. So he said whenever you have a young guy like that that has the ability to, then he trails off and says there's a lot of information to retain in a short amount of time, and he's shown the ability to do that. And they've also said that in the many camps that he has been impressive with his coverage, and he's kind of been flashing right away. And so this is a guy I've talked about, a two-time All-ACC player, This guy has shown the propensity. He's a very physical player, even though he's not the biggest guy. And he's made a lot of plays in coverage. So do we feel like at this point with what's being said, with what his position coach had to say, especially with his assimilation of the playbook, you feel like they could have a potential hidden gem in Jamie Robinson? And is somebody's job about to get yapped? I mean, Jamie Robinson is someone that, (laughs) Uh, Jordan Reed came on these airwaves and said he really liked. He thought that was a worthwhile pickup in the fifth round. 
fifth round is not undrafted territory. I think fifth is pretty feasible to make a roster when you have a fifth round type of selection that can go either way. Kind of same thing with fourth, right? I don't think he's going to get anybody's starting job. I don't think he's going to take over Xavier Woods job. I don't think he's going to do that with Jeremy Chin or Von Bell. But when we're talking about that nickel corner spot, you talk about special teams. Yeah, Jamie, I feel very good about making the team this year and then possibly being someone that provides an impact role next season and then maybe even in like different spurts this year. Yeah, I like Jamie a lot. I I think him, especially in that nickel spot, I think that's something that he could really help, especially with how physical he is. If he can cover a little bit better and Jeremy Chin doesn't take that next step up, then yeah, Jamie is someone that could absolutely see the field. Okay, so you think do you think he's going to take a job this year? I don't think he'll take a starting job this year. Okay. I think that he will. I think he's got a chance. And I mean, like I said, we know attrition with any position. He could Wally Pip somebody where he gets in there and he's, he's good enough to where they don't feel like they need to take him out. I mean, Von Bell, we know he's the prize free agent. That would be hard to pull off. Xavier Woods, that's a guy I could look at as Jamie Robinson could possibly. That would be your answer, right? Come for that, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to, as much as people are writing in the text line, they think Jeremy Chin's overrated. I think I think maybe at the beginning, but again, but people there's a lot of Panthers fans that aren't thrilled with Jeremy Chin. Like we we get it in the text line all the time. Yeah. You know, I think pretty appropriately rated here too, and we want him to take a step up. Even with all of that, I don't think Jamie's gonna take his job. I'll flip it to one last question before we move on to the next segment. If there is a rookie to come in and take someone's job away, not get impactful snaps, but take someone's job away, who would that be? A Chandler Savala? DJ Johnson is someone that could do that, in my opinion. Chandler Savala or Jamie Robinson more so. Who is the likely candidate out of those three? Because Mingo, you could put him up there too. It's just there's wide receivers kind of hard sure. because it, the definition of wide receiver three and four could get muddied a little bit. And so you don't know who wide receiver three mm-hmm. or four is. I, I think we're talking about DJ Chandler Zavala and Jamie Robinson as far as, okay, who has the best shot of taking If I had to pick one, DJ Johnson, because I think it's the biggest position of need. I think when you look at YGM over there, I think that they still may like him, but they're waiting for DJ Johnson to take that job, and I feel like they're going to give him every opportunity to do that. As we said, if they want to ascend to a next-level defense, the sacks have got to go up. Uh, so the pass rush, the, the intensity, the pressure has got to go up. He's the guy they drafted to do that. So if I had to predict, I would go with him. Yeah, I'd go DJ Johnson, especially because I like Scott Fitterer's comment about not expecting too much from him. It still is going to, it's still going to call for some excellent technique from such a, a raw prospect, but he is physically gifted. And I don't know how hard it is to teach him some of the things that are going to help him in the NFL. I know some of it is, but if like there's just little tweaks maybe little moves that he can learn as the as the uh, the year goes on, every quarter of the season, if you will. Maybe DJ Johnson does have a lot of snaps under his belt, more so than him, Savala, and Jamie Robinson, when you consider all three of them. When we return on the Wes and Walker Show, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. The college bowl game product draft in honor of the Pop-Tarts Bowl. It's going down, folks. Get your custom-made Bowl names ready. You can pick two products to create your own bowl game. So text into the text line 704-570-9610. And we'll have that for you when we come back on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's been a while. Mac and Bone have been the draft experts here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. But we're getting back on the draft track. We told you earlier in the show that we were going to have a college bowl game product draft. This in honor of the Pop-Tarts Bowl being changed from the Cheez-It Bowl. And so we haven't done one in a while. First one ever was right when the show launched. We did a Thanksgiving food draft, and it went bananas, I would say. Everybody loved it. Everybody was writing in. I thought it was interesting. Wes, I, uh, you're you're doing some social media. I don't know. I was I was kicking it to you, but that's okay. I'm no, back. I'm here. To, I am I, present. I hope, hey, go find it because that's what Wes was working on. Wes got range, I think at least. Yeah. That is what I was okay. working on. <laughs> okay, Always work. West, West got range at West and Walker, but that was a fun draft that we had all the way back when we were doing street turkeys. And so we did the Thanksgiving draft. We got college bowl game product drafts now. So you can text us what product you would name your bowl after. We got NASCAR Brad riding in zebra cakes bowl. Presented by a little bit, little Debbie. <laughs> you even put the presented box. I love little. Pretty uh, cool. Yeah, little Debbie, great zebra cakes, excellent, great text from NASCAR Brad. Um, Jason, I I'm not gonna write this one. I you know he's he talked about big blue cashews almonds. He wants it to be the nuts bowl, the big blue nuts bowl, I guess. <laughs> All right, Jason. I'm sorry that I ruined it. It was just kind of weird. But uh, Fiddy liked your text. I would expect nothing less. All right, so here's the draft order. Wes is going to be the first pick. I'm going to be the second. And Fiddy is going to be the third. We're going to do a snake-style draft. So once he gets to Fiddy, he'll be drafting two products in a row. Wes will do the same. We'll each end up with four different products. And then you guys will decide who has the best team between me, Wes, and Josh Fiddy Marlowe. So Wes... With you having won the College Bowl product draft lottery, you get to choose first. What's your number one selection? My number one selection has two products in it that I just absolutely love to eat. And that is the Chick-fil-A peach bowl. It doesn't get so, any better than so that. So are you are you taking both Chick-fil-A and peach? That's fine. I'm I not get gonna... peaches and Chick-fil-A. All right. Wow. Okay. So Wes is going for both the Chick-fil-A franchise and peaches. I don't mind losing peaches, but Chick-fil-A was clearly going to be a hot commodity here. Yeah. I think it's a really good number one pick. Top, top over. All it's right. So Wimbenyama. So you got Chick-fil-A and peaches is what you oh, want so, to. so we were only supposed to do just one no, product pick, out of the two names. Well, not, I mean, like, it's I'm, called the peach bowl. So, like, it's, you're not, you're not, you didn't draft a product. No, I, I say this would yeah. be a lot better a if we are not sticklers about yeah. the rules of this draft. I drafted okay. a snack and a main course. I get my Chick-fil-A <laughs> meal and finish it up with a sweet peach. Who doesn't love peaches to go with their Chick-fil-A? Right. Everybody. Everybody loves peaches with their Chick-fil-A. Okay, with all of that... <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm still gonna try to stretch the rules here and see okay. if you guys can give me a destination. Okay. Can I draft the Bahamas, even if it's not a product? 
I want to know if I can draft the Bahamas with my first pick, second overall selection. I thought about Fair that going not. off destination. I guess if we're going to be loose with the rules, then let's be loose with the rules. And you know, that used to be the Popeyes. So you just missed out on getting which would have been a hot. ton of Popeyes. It would, have, it would have been drafted for me. So yeah. if that's the case, then I'll go with the Bahamas. A vacation spot. All right, let's welcome go. That's, that's a game changer right there. Let's get it. <laughs> it let's open up the doors. Bahamas, welcome aboard. All right, Fiddy, you got two picks in a row. Who do you want to have the pleasure of being the first round pick in your mind? All right, so I'm I'm in the clear to draft, even if it's an old sponsor, right? Like, Okay, yeah. we're, no, we're what, Okay, I think we got to <laughs> stick to new ones here now. We can't just go back. Okay, I, we were going current, but... Like current as in this last year current? Yes. I mean, Pop-Tarts is on the list, so that one just changed, what, yesterday, two days ago? So it does have to be somewhat current here. That's, I think that's the only rule that yeah. we're going to be a stickler about. Okay. Um, that throw you for a loop? Yeah, because I thought we were doing all time. So now i got to change on the fly, but I got my pick. With the third pick <laughs> in the bowl product draft, and this might be a reach, but he's a pretty good mascot. I'm going to draft the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Okay. I like, it. I like it. Now, are you drafting the sun along with it? Because it is essential for all of life. As soon as that thing gets blocked by some asteroid hitting the Earth, then all life and sports <laughs> to cease to exist. So I think if you have Tony the Tiger and the sun, it's a well-worthwhile first-round selection. All right. That game seems to always be cold, too. They always play it, and the weather's not that great. Yeah. I don't know why. The Sun Bowl, you would think differently. All right. All right, Fiddy, what is your uh, next pick? All right, so now we move into the second round. And with the fourth pick okay. in the bowl product draft, I'm going to take the Valero Alamo Bowl because I will have endless supply of gas. And with the way <laughs> gas prices are now, yeah. I can't afford them. Uh, you know, that's a pretty savvy pick. I was looking at the Valero Alamo Bowl, and I was like, yeah, it's so boring, but it is essential. And so, good for you, man. You got, you really have a lot of the staples of life. You have the sun, and you have gas. And so I really like what you were doing, just being a logical thinker, where I just drafted the Bahamas. And so the Bahamas <laughs> won't even exist anymore once you took the sun away from me. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to my next one. I got to get some food. If I'm going to go to the Bahamas, then I'm need, I need some sort of snack. And I'm going to go ahead and welcome aboard with my second overall pick, the fifth overall selection in the College Bowl product draft. I want my Pop-Tarts, man. Plus, I know I was wondering if that was fair game. I'm, I just took it off my bull. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going Pop-Tarts because I know I was a little worried Fiddy was going to take it, mm. especially with how much he eats it. I, w I wanted to go Bahamas, but Pop-Tarts, welcome aboard. I'll be eating them on the uh, the sunny beaches that is the Bahamas. <laughs> okay. So I get two straight picks you here, get, right? You get two straight picks. All right. So for my next selection, I will be taking the Verbo... Fiesta Bowl. I like Verbo because it opens up the door for a lot of vacation That's spots. right. I got vacation rentals. They're going to give me free gift cards yeah. to be able to go anywhere I want. Uh, give me about four or five $500 gift cards to be able to get some vacation rentals. So I'm all for that. Okay. So you've got that one now. You get one more before we go back around in the snake level draft. What you got for us? All right. So then uh, my next bowl game that I'm going to select... <laughs> 
is uh, I'm going to go now because especially since you changed the rules and this was a bow game I forgot about. You know I like to get jiggy. Give me that new era pinstripe bow. Let's go. <laughs> that just came to me. It wasn't on my big board. And then I just started thinking. I said, give me that new era, baby. Uh, where is that? What is the pinstripe uh, It's actually in New York. They play it at the okay. Yankee Stadium. Is that why you were doing it? All right. Yeah. I fit, you know, okay. I was but I want the new era. Okay. The new era gear. It's great. No, it's a great pick. And Fiddy obviously wanted it because he said, damn, as soon as you did it. <laughs> um, look, you got to think about the versatility here, okay? Like, I, I know that this is another food pick for me, but I have no problems with it. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's my selection. I knew somebody was going to pick it. Give me Duke's Mayo. I knew somebody was going to go Duke's Mayo. And before Fiddy rolls his eyes at it, you can't make any deviled eggs ever again without this mayo. I, got it. I have a ban on all mayo going out to wherever you are. Plus, there's no gas for me to send it to you anyway. So, no, you can't have it. Mayo, that's my third pick in the draft. All right. So, now I'll go next. I got back-to-back picks, right? You do have back-to-back picks. All right. So, with my third selection in the bowl product draft Mm -hmm. oh hang on I just lost it (laughs) alright I'm going to take the AutoZone Liberty Bowl that was on my big board really AutoZone get in the zone AutoZone baby (laughs) yeah no that's the slogan they got a lot of good (laughs) products I do find myself walking around the AutoZone every time I go in great selection of air fresheners that's why I get all my air fresheners well and plus you buy new cars every year so you gotta make sure AutoZone is there for you (laughs) All right, what's the next product that you got Fiddy in a back to back pick alright with my last pick in the bowl product draft I thought about going with the Capital One Orange Bowl because I'm a Capital One guy myself Mm, I got two credit cards from them I'm going to go with the, this might be a little dangerous, but it's got to be done. Okay. The Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Oh, wow. You're going to. Because i got to have a backup option in case working on yeah. the FCC side of radio doesn't work out for me. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So if, if you if you are just making sure that you have some job insurance, maybe Barstool <laughs> will pick you up. If you don't have a job in the gas industry or just even in sports radio anymore, completely understand that pick. Um, look, man, they say that real estate never loses its value. Okay. And so I've already got the Bahamas on my list. I'm going back for more. I'm a beach bum. <laughs> and with the next pick in the college bowl product draft, I'm getting the Waho, uh, the Hawaii Bowl. I had got to pronounce it first. The Wahoo Bowl? That one works too. <laughs> Waikiki, wherever, it doesn't matter. I have all the cities at my disposal because I am picking oh, the Hawaii Bowl. So you the Bahamas the islands. and the Hawaii Bowl. And I've got Pop-Tarts and i got mayonnaise. We can make all sorts of salad. <laughs> It's a party over at Walker's Draft Room. Okay. Man. All right, so last pick of the draft, and then we can reveal our results for the people to vote on. All right, so uh, I hit you with Chick-fil-A Peace Bowl. I went to the new era pinstripe bowl. Uh, what was my second selection? I forgot. No, you tell me, man. I'm not keeping up with your team. <laughs> oh, Verbo Fiesta. Oh, Verbo right. joint. Yeah, you got some vacation. All right, so the then I'm also I'm going to finish it off. I'm going to take the Walker Mail route. Yeah. And with my last selection, I feel like I'm going to get the uh, Brock Purdy of this draft, of uh, uh, Mr. Relevant that's going to come in and just be dominant. 
the Las Vegas Bowl. <laughs> I'm going to be going out thought, to Las Vegas Sin City, baby. I thought you were going to go with the Myrtle Beach Bowl, and I was about I to say, about it. no way. That should be, like, Dirty Myrtle is what that they call is, it. That is the Brock Purdy, you it, know. I thought it was. Sales <laughs> high, under-delivered. Right. So the Las Vegas Bowl for the last selection. Here is my team. We can reveal our results, and then we can send it to the text line, and they can tell us who wins, who doesn't, who is last, second, all that good stuff. Here's my selection, right? So I got the Bahamas. And I got the Hawaii Bowl. Both of those on my list. And I also have Pop-Tarts and Duke's Mayo. Okay. So Duke's Mayo, Pop-Tarts, Bahamas, and Hawaii. Are you going to dip the Pop-Tarts in the mayo? You know, I just might. Oh. I just might. It gets crazy over here on Walker Island, <laughs> which is now on both the Pacific and the Atlantic side. Mm. All right, Wes, tell the people your team. Uh, I got the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. I get chicken sandwiches, chicken minis, anything you want to think of, you're getting it. I think this is sealed this draft for me personally. I thought it would be probably the first. Part. And I got peaches. Then I've got Verbo so we can take a vacation anywhere. So that kind of trumps the fact I didn't pick the destination spots that Walker did. But my Verbo card, I yep. can go a lot of places. New era pinstripe bow so I can here. get jiggy with the hats and some of the merch and the gear. And then the Las Vegas bow. I can go out to Sin City and uh, go to the Bunny Ranch. What you got, Fiddy? What is your team? Reveal your team so people can vote on it. Oh, I actually just forgot it. I know I, I have the Tony did. the Tiger Sun Bowl, <laughs> which is yeah, – it's a really great mascot. I had the Valero Alamo Bowl. That's right. I had the – You had Barstool Sports Bowl. The Barstool Sports Bowl and the Liberty, and the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. That's okay. it. All right. So those are all of our teams. You can text us who wins, 704 704- 570-9610. Again, the number is 704-570-9610. We will reveal the winner on the other side. Right it's now, great. though, we do have to go to the last Fitty Flash of the day. We're asking you to do a lot over there. You just got to show your dynamism, man. What's going on with the last Fitty Flash? It's all right to be a little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share. Might as well smile. Life goes on for a little Fitty. Why? It's going to be a busy weekend in sports around the Carolinas as 11 college baseball teams starting today, including Wake's, uh, West's Wake Forest, the Medicans, My Tar Heels, uh, Walker's Charlotte 49ers. They will all be competing in the regional round of the NCAA tournament. Charlotte FC is back on the road tomorrow. They take on Columbus, a team they are tied with in the MLS table. And then, of course, the Charlotte Knights, they'll be, in, they'll be in action all weekend long. And as well, you can find them on MILBTV.com. And then game two of the final Sunday, it's game one of the Stanley Cup final tomorrow. So we've hit the dog days of summer, but there's still a lot of great local and national sports for us to keep our eyes on. How interested are you in the Stanley Cup finals without the Carolina Hurricanes in the mix? I'm going to watch for sure, man. I'm becoming a hockey fan more and more. The more I've watched, I found myself watching a lot of other games outside of the Canes during this Stanley Cup playoff, so I'll definitely be checking it out. All right, we have one more segment to go. We have the week that was coming up next on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, 
and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We have people voting in on who had the best college bowl product name or team after we each drafted our products. I had the Bahamas, Hawaii, Pop-Tarts, and Duke's Mayo. Wes had New Era Pinstripes Bowl. He opened it up by getting Chick-fil-A and Peaches. Yes, having a monopoly on both, not only Chick-fil-A, but also Peaches. And then you also got the Las Vegas Bowl. And then what was the other one that you Barbo drafted? Fiesta. He's got the destination, the vacation site. And then Fiddy, one more time, reminded the people of what you had. Oh, man. The Tony the Tiger Bowl. <laughs> Just right. The Valero Alamo Bowl. Okay. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl and the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. All right. There you go. So 704 said, y'all had some good draft picks, but got to go with Fiddy. He made sure he was covered for life. 704 <laughs> said, uh, just like his 49ers in the 80s, Wes rolled up the score on this one. Thank you. So that's one vote for each of you. Nate Dog said, Chick-fil-A isn't good for you. It has so much junk and preservatives. Videos on TikTok about it. Wondered why it typically got me sick. So we know Wes doesn't win. We just know that one of us wins. He didn't really give us a winner on that one. 702 said he was going to say you, Wes, but the Bunny Ranch isn't actually in Vegas. So don't know if you can roll with the Bunny Ranch, I guess. That's, uh, we there's know, something there that we, we can we, get into <laughs> a similar fashion. We know what that guy's thinking about. Matt Greensboro, um, <laughs> he said, Walker, if you spread some Duke's mayo on your Pop-Tarts, then you got to drive to the nearest ER because you're about to have a heart attack. It's true, but I'm going to die happy, especially if it's at an ER in the Bahamas or Hawaii. Brock's Mike said we're all winners in his eyes. And so it looks like it's just going to be a tie. Oh, Bradley Blanks, he said West won. So he thinks that you got the vote there. I mean, I think what we can conclude is that I was the loser. <laughs> no, no, but despite me going with a couple of vacation sites, I was not able to win this Man. one. So I think we determined that I was the loser. It seems like West won barely, but Fiddy is getting some votes in here too. So maybe we don't have to call it yet. But the results right now are that Wes is winning. Do you right, expect so what, to win this thing? I did. I, I knew the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, man. I'm in the South. I knew that was going to hold it down. Yeah, what it was going to be. What are you guys for your made-up bowl game? Damn, I'll start. I'll give mine. Mm -hmm. uh, I said two products you could put in there that you love. Mine was the, the McDonald's Bowl presented by Nike. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're just bringing everything in. All well, right. I got I, yeah. So you got two products. I got yeah. McDonald's and Nike. Mm -hmm. And so you're just grow, rolling in one. I thought you were gonna have two bowl games. For me, I just got one. I don't need another product. Taco Bell bowl. Taco Bell, so good. And then maybe we can get some kind of like gift card to Taco Bell. Maybe you can get Crunch Wrap Supremes for life. So the bowl game, would you be giving it out to the players? Like all the events you guys are gonna be eating at. The whole time? Just different Yeah, McDonald's Bells. too. Both our games are going to be sluggish because we got McDonald's kids eating that all the time, and then you got Taco Bell. Fish. Especially those five bucks cravings boxes. Oh, man, I can get big time <laughs> fat on those. Things. All right, Fiddy, what's your bowl game? I think mine would probably be the Chipotle Bowl. The Chipotle. But 
in an alternate <sighs> universe, remember how I used to have, was it the Taco Bells and the KFCs in the same place? Yeah. yeah. I would have Chipotle and Zaxby's in the same building. For the Chipotle Bowl presented by Zach. I like it. Boom. I like yeah, it. All our games, our players are going to be looking real, real sad out the there. Taco Bell toilet bowl. Yeah, you know, that might that might be what people <laughs> call mine. Presented by Charmin. Yeah, it might be what people call mine for sure. People say that. I've never gotten that off of Taco Bell. It's never done anything to me. I mean, I'm sure it has sometime. <laughs> I don't need to go in detail about it by any means. But I'm sure Taco Bell has not left me uh, feeling fantastic sometimes. 704, <laughs> 702 set. That Taco Bell bowl, it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> it's no doubt, man. And people say that, but you know Taco Bell was named the healthiest fast food menu. Well, it's because they had to get their act right after I think some people were like, yo, what's going on here? And they had the pink slime thing with McDonald's, I think, as well. Yeah. So people have held some fast food restaurants accountable and they got their act well, right. They said they bit. had the most vegetarian options. And then, like I said, when I go there, I get like the power bowl. Mm hmm. They're pretty good. Yeah. I don't ever, I, I always eat bad. If I go to get something from fast food, I'm probably going to be eating bad here. That's what I'm going to be doing. All right. We have a couple things to get to here before we end. Now, this is a melancholy flashback Friday. I am going to change the mood. I also think the guy we're about to talk about would love the awkward transition and embrace everything that is silly about radio. So when we were doing Flashback Friday, we didn't have enough time, but I did want to make sure that we honored Rick Bennell. It was actually the two-year anniversary of his passing that happened once teams started to announce it, release some statements. The Carolina Panthers did that, as well as the Charlotte Hornets. You have the Rick Bennell entrance to the media area because this is someone that had been a beat writer for the Charlotte Hornets throughout the franchise's real and entire existence. Mm. And he was an institution here in the city of Charlotte. And I still remember getting that news that Rick Bennell passed away a couple of years ago. Pretty shocking. Just I wanted to remember him, remember him not only because the city of Charlotte grew up reading him every single Charlotte Hornets season in the Queen City. Everybody, that was the guy that you would go to to read anything about the Charlotte Hornets, but also was a tremendous mentor to anybody trying to get into the game. I mean, I, I, Rick Bennell was a champion of young talent in a... In an occupation that, Wes, you can speak to, Fiddy, maybe even you a little bit, despite me being your intern manager, so maybe I don't want to hear some of the problems you might have had, but we can all speak to it. it. This occupation, it can be littered with death grips on any valuable piece of information out of worry of somebody taking your job and not being forthcoming with some of the information to help people out in this mm -hmm. industry. It can be a pretty lonesome place. There's a lot of people that are trying as hard as they can to occupy their space in media, whether it be journalism, whether it be radio, whether it be TV, these jobs are hard to get. And Rick was so, so unbelievably welcoming. I wish I could stress enough just how much of a mentor he was to me. And for him to have passed away a couple of years ago, it was, it was shocking. Everybody showed up to his receiving, to his funeral, and everybody was discussing just how much of an impact they had on their sports-loving lives. And what's something I didn't realize, right? I knew the type of effect that he had on the city of Charlotte. I did not know the type of effect that he had nationally. And the reason we have evidence of that, Wes, we had huge NBA programs carving out time to make sure they remembered Rick Bennell. We have a couple of those sound bites real quickly. The Jump, previously hosted by Rachel Nichols of ESPN, it's now turned into NBA Today with Malika Andrews. But at that time, they actually carved out some time to remember Rick Bennell and his career. 
I am so saddened to relay that the Charlotte Observer's Rick Bonnell, a mainstay of the NBA for the past three decades, was found dead in his home yesterday. Bonnell covered the Hornets since their inaugural season in 1988, telling the stories, hopes, dreams, and heartache of everyone who passed through there, from Muggsy Bogues all the way through LaMelo Ball. Rick was the guy who could text Michael Jordan and get an answer back in minutes. As Rick's friend Scott Fowler wrote in The Observer today, quote, Rick was a generous colleague, father, foodie, beach lover, Twitter aficionado, proud Syracuse graduate, and a guy who achieved his lifelong dream by covering an NBA team so long and so well, according to his son. Scott continued by saying, to sit next to Bunnell at a Hornets game, as I did hundreds of times over the years, he wrote, was like sitting next to a hilarious version of a Hornets Wikipedia page. Rick was 63 years old. Everyone here at The Jump sends our condolences to his family and to everyone in the NBA family because we will all miss him dearly. We'll be right back. You guys would particularly like him as well, obviously, having read his work. But even just the way that he would interact with me, I would go to my Twitter timeline. I'd often see him in my mentions making fun of me for some obscure Hornets player that maybe didn't perform well that game because I was a huge defender of Malik Monk. And then he would always say, Walker, why are you salivating over that 360 dunk that Malik just had? And he would always joke with me about my love for somebody like Briante Weber. And so just as you guys do for Scoot Henderson or PJ Washington or any obscure Hornet I fall in love with, Rick was also there to give me a good ribbing every step of the way. That was Rachel Nichols honoring Rick. I did want to play you one more soundbite. I thought this one was especially interesting. Mike Breen, the voice of the NBA Finals, Mm. maybe the best play-by-play announcer, certainly in today's game, and on the Mount Rushmore, in my opinion, one of the best that we've ever had. Mike Breen took time out of an NBA Finals or an NBA playoff broadcast to give some kind of memoriam to Rick Bunnell. Here's Mike Breen discussing Rick. Back in Dallas, the NBA this week lost one of their all-time great beat writers, Rick Bunnell of the Charlotte Observer, 33 years covering the league in the Hornets, died at just the age of 63. I thought the best way to pay tribute to him is tell you about one of the great stories that he'd written, and it was about Nick Batum of the Clippers. If you haven't heard it, Batum's dad played pro ball in France. His dad's name was Richard. Nick and his mom were at one of his games when Nick Batum was only about three years old. Well, Nick's dad was fouled, went to the free throw line, collapsed, and tragically died right in front of his son, his wife, and the crowd. He was only 30 years old. Now, no autopsy was ever performed. They still don't know to this day what the cause of death was. But that haunted Nick Batum. The family was scared about him playing basketball. Would it happen to him, too? He admits that he thought about it. He said, it's a hard thing to grow up with, but I had to do something for him, meaning his father. I felt I had to do something in basketball to finish it. Well, Nick Batum certainly did. 13 years in the NBA, played on his Olympic team. His father would be so proud. And Rick Bunnell wrote a wonderful story on it, which is not surprising. So if you get a chance, Google it and read a story by a terrific writer. So during a playoff broadcast, while everybody is watching Luka Doncic and the Clippers go at it, remember how awesome that series was, the matchup between Kawhi Leonard and Luka throwing haymakers. The Clippers did everything they could not to get upset by the Dallas Mavericks. Mike Breen wanted to make sure he carved out time to serve some kind of memory to one Rick. And so I know we're ending heavy. Rick might joke about it himself like, dude, let's have some fun here. He would always do that. He That's what he wanted to make sure we could do. He would always have to as well on his Twitter bio. He survived the seven and 59 season. Mm. Like he was here for all of the jokes, but huge mentor 
in, in a space and an occupation that is hard to find some support. Rick was that for a lot of people. So wanted to give him a little bit of a tribute R. here. R. to Rick yeah, yeah, 100%, man. The, the guy that you went to to go read about the Charlotte Hornets. That'll do it for Wesson Walker. We appreciate everybody listening to us for the last three hours. Make sure you keep it right here. The Kyle Bailey Show, it's coming up next alongside Smoke Ludwig. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.